The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, bulimia, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects and begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist, because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. Well, welcome, everybody. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. Uh, I guess the moral of that story is get famous or be forgotten. Yeah, it's how, it's how your world works, right? It's all what entertainment is. If you're const- You say my world. You work in entertainment, too. You just wear you booty got, shorts. You've got to constantly be in the limelight. you got to constantly be on everyone's you know For You page, as our TikTokers would know. Uh, or you get left behind. That's the bottom line. It's it's kind of what happens. You cu- you have a cheat though. You get to uh, wear booty shorts and shake your butt in everyone's face. That's how you get attention, right? Yeah, I'm a stripper. Yep, that's yeah, it. I'm that's making it. you sound it's, like this a stripper. Is my channel. It's my There's channel a little more blood. There's all. a little more blood with your stripping. It's it's extreme stripping. It's extreme stripping. Yeah. Where you guys wear booty shorts and then punch each other in the face. Yeah. It, it's Excellent. All it is. And we also strip like the day before where no one can see and check our weights. Like it's a, it's a long process. <laughs> Ironically, I've I've had people uh, when I was modeling check my weight. Like literally well, put ha- me on scales. They would have to, wouldn't they? No, usually they see if the clothes fits, but there were some people that had weight limits and would put mm. you on scales. Okay. Uh, it, it, they were very, very rare. And Victoria's Secret never did that. That was That's never good. That's their good that thing. they didn't do that. No, they cared if you fit and looked good in the costumes. They didn't care what you weighed. That's true. As long as I fit, I could be six foot seven, 340 pounds. But if I look good in what I'm wearing, hey, that counts. Pretty much. Here's the thing, though. It's not the same in your world. Yours is, like, really based on weight. Right. No. Absolutely. In fact, speaking of based on weight, I actually went from October 2nd to October 16th for my upcoming fight. It had changed because mm-hmm. we had to switch to a different fight label. Well, guys, uh, you are going to need to watch Bear Fjorda fight in the cage on October 16th. October 16th. Uh, with epic fights. Yep, with epic fights. I like that. So you're going to – your fight's October 16th now. It is October 16th now. You excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. They gave you a couple extra weeks to cut weight. It means they you get did. more cookies. They <laughs> did. get a little more cookies. But <laughs> in general, I'm just – I'm happy to have it uh, – I'm happy to have it, period. I'm just glad it's not getting canceled due to COVID or anything. I like that. Yeah, that's going. I, I like that. I like that things are starting to get back to normal. I wish everyone would like either just wear masks or take the vaccine. I hate that the va- the, the virus in America got politicized it's very political because now. people either swing to the extreme one way or the other with it, mm-hmm. where if it hadn't been politicized, everyone would have kind of just gone with the flow and gotten over it, sort of like they did everywhere else in the world. It's very weird here, but we have a lot going on today. We are going to be talking to our very, very special guest in a little bit. I'm excited. We've had her on before. 
Yep, it is Canada's dating coach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited to did have I, her get, on. Did I get her you, tag right? You, you Canada's, got Canada's dating coach. Dating coach. Yeah. That's I, right. I believe it's someone saying Chantel Hyde or Chantel Hyde. Chantel Hyde. Look, I I said three different ways. One of them's right. I guarantee it. It's usually me that screws up the name, so I'm going to leave this to you. We had her on before. She told us last time. <gasps> I'm not telling you. I want You're to not see telling her. Me. No, uh-uh, this is more fun. Yeah, she can get mad at me when she gets yeah, on. Yeah, she can. She can yell at you when she gets on. Here's another uh, piece of. Uh, we do have a little more depressing news today. Yeah, that's what I want to get to. I uh, Gabby Petito is missing. Gabby Petito is a 22-year-old influencer who went missing on a road trip with her boyfriend uh, up in Utah. Problem is, uh, boyfriend is is not cooperating and refuses to speak with the police for the investigation. Now, one of two things is going on here. Either he's trying to protect her, Mm -hmm. which is what he did um, when they got pulled over by the police. He was covered in scratches. She'd assaulted him, Mm -hmm. and he tried to protect her from the police. So it just doesn't look good. What would he be protecting her from by Uh, not coming back with her, though? uh, That's the thing. She could have killed herself, could have jumped off a cliff, could have been taken by someone, uh, or he could have killed her. I I don't know. I think he killed her. You Um, think he killed her? Listen, if you're not guilty, and I get media marketing and everything trying to build up, maybe they're trying to build up a uh, a campaign where she'll pop out of nowhere, have this fantastic story, build a lot of press, but that will eventually come out and ultimately do her harm. I think no matter what, when people are this concerned, look at her parents. Your parents are going to be happy that this is happening. I mean, are they in on it if that's the case? No. no. I think he killed her. I think she's somewhere out in the woods, the woods of Utah. And uh, The parents yeah. think the message from Yosemite, they got a text message from Yosemite National Park mm-hmm. saying no service in Yosemite, and they don't believe it's from her. Right. They, they didn't release why, but they do not believe that it came directly from uh, Petito. And, of course, who else would be with her? They're going to assume it's the boyfriend. Well, she does this van life channel where you follow her across the country and she explores. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. I looked it up when we were looking into her. And she's done it with her boyfriend a bit, but it's her channel. Mm -hmm. And she was on this cross-country road trip and this happened. Now, I understand fighting. Like, I, you and I, part of every week, you go out to Temecula and train. I go with you. Uh, When you have to travel with me for work, I want to kill you some of the time. But, you're but never, you don't actually do it. But you're not attacking me. I'm not getting claw marks. I'm not having to talk to the police and get separated, which is exactly what happened to Gabby and her boyfriend two weeks before she went missing. I was going to make a joke about you punching me in your sleep because you do. But given the what we're actually talking about, it just stops being funny. It does because this is not a funny probably, topic. This yeah, is more of a serious topic. So it's unfortunately... Uh, I don't understand why she's allowed, lost. why they're allowed not to... Um, why the boyfriend's allowed not to talk to the police here. There's a missing woman. What do you mean not allowed to talk to the police? Why he's allowed, why he's allowed he's just, not talked to not talk oh, to the police. Oh, he's allowed to refuse? Yeah, I don't understand because that. Because we have the innocent before guilty. You you are you are presumed innocent until proven guilty. So you're allowed to not talk. You're allowed to plead the fifth. You're allowed to be. As, okay, as, but in that in uh, that theory, like I don't agree with the death penalty because it's so final. Mm-hmm. If you guys believe that, why have the death penalty? What if you're wrong? I'm just saying. I know. I, but, I get what you're saying with our system, but I do like. I like that he has the ability to refuse to talk. I do. I think that's important. It's important to be able to hold the right to say whatever you want because if you're forced to say things, then you could possibly say things that incriminate you when you're not at when you're not in trouble when you haven't done anything. I, I you don't. Can, there's so many cases this, of police this coercing. This woman's missing. This shouldn't be allowed. I know she's missing. 
let's say this. Let's say you got a guy who's really adamant on the boyfriend and a lot of the questions, a lot of the interrogation goes on and he ultimately gives in because it's just the easiest way to do it. You're talking about bad cops. I'm talking about the ability in this case for people to find this woman. I, I get... I guilt. I get that you're innocent till proven guilty. I don't understand why this guy is allowed to not speak to the police. If he wanted a lawyer when he spoke to the police, I'm not opposed to that. Like, cool, take your lawyer, go talk to the coppers. Um, but I have a serious problem. We've got a missing woman that no one would know or care about if she wasn't an influencer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Look what's happening with the native women. There are tons of native women that have gone missing. No one cares at all. Yeah. Um, but this woman's an influencer, so people care. Great. It's getting some attention on missing women. Here's the problem. If the boyfriend didn't do anything, why didn't he report it? And why is he allowed to to just not answer? This woman's missing. I can see your point. I really do. And I, I agree. Perhaps having a lawyer there does uh, negate the fact that he can refuse the right to speak. You have your, you have your legal representation there. He's going to tell you what to say, what not to say. And obviously you have to own up to him or her if you want them to defend you properly. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that as long as you have your representative, you should have to talk and give out information. But again, when you are innocent, you have nothing to hide. This man is outright refusing to speak to them. He has done something. He's been a part of it. He could have sold her into slavery as far as we that's, know, but that's he's my problem. a part of it. And I know like America you know, is not only... fond of the police right now. Yeah. I'm very pro-police, um, but just because I'm related to a lot of cops and I adore them. Yeah. Um, so that might be personal <laughs> and, and L- influencing, influencing my bias, but... Also, I'm, I'm a pretty white girl, so I get out of a lot of tickets by smiling and waving. But wow. that was, it's true. I get there it. There is a I, distinct I line of racism in this country. Like, it's so weird to me that you guys, I don't know, I'll never get it. I don't get it. I think it's stupid. But That's um, okay. As a young, attractive man, I've gotten out of tickets too. I know. Didn't you have a cop hit on you? He, I did he have had a cop the hot for me. you. The problem is, it's not police women. It's po- it's policemen who I'm getting the hit on. Where in Palm Springs? What do you expect? That was in Desert Hot Springs. I'll have you know. Okay. And it was when I was underage at the time. You got hit on by a cop when you were underage. I'm guarantee he didn't see my license, or if he didn't carry, <laughs> there's a problem. But it was a real, real story that happened. To but me. you did get out of the ticket. Yeah. That's awesome. I got, I, I've gotten out of a ticket three times in my life. Absolutely. But that's a t- tale for a different story. Right now we're talking about the mysterious yeah, I was trying of Gabby to, I, I was trying to steer away from it because we have a very lighthearted, fun guest on today. And this I is know. really a very depressing story. Um, guys, if you get a chance, reach out to Gabby's family, jump on her Instagram, check her out, and send love to her family because the whole situation's a mess. And that boyfriend on um, social media, get on, get on it, it and, and pressure the fuck out of that man. Yeah, talk to the police. Don't accuse him of killing her. Just get him to talk no, to them. No, just every, com- every comment, every message you send him just needs to be talk to the police, talk to the police, talk to the police. This 100%. Sorry, it's gotta, it has to be what happens. The man has to say something. Has to. That's true. I, Even think, if he- I think what scares me and where I'm caught mm-hmm. is he went home uh, on September 1st. 10 days after the family had last spoken to Gabby without Gabby and with her van. That's a, you're right. He returned with her van. That's the next mm-hmm. piece of this puzzle. Why? It's not like he went home and didn't have the van. He left and he, he also had her went van. home and didn't alert anybody. They found out by his family he'd come back mm, or something true. to that effect. Yeah, he, they, he they found out. So he'd been home him. 10 days. 
He came back September 1st. She's still missing. No one's heard from her mm-hmm. um, since the, the end of August. Yeah. No one's heard from this girl. They still haven't heard from her. So it doesn't look good. It's it's really sad. No. And he came home with her van to their shared apart- their shared home yeah. and said nothing to no one. That man's definitely guilty. 100% guilty. Easily. Don't want him to be. I don't want him to be either. I would like for this to make sense, but I don't see it going to make sense. I want her to show up alive. Yeah, please. Say, you know, I got lost in the... The chances of that, though, as time goes on, it's less... Especially because he left. If you lost your girlfriend in the woods, you would call uh, park authorities and you would stay out there. You wouldn't... I wouldn't leave. Good. Yeah. If you lose me in the woods, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'll get lost trying to find you. <laughs> Don't do that. Then I have to go look for you. No, and I'll it probably... Just turns if into... I lost you in the woods, I'd go find service. I'd call authorities and run back into the woods. Go back to the car. No. And call. I will be a man. <laughs> no. I will hunt and track Sweetie, you down, which means no, you'll have to hunt and track me down. Because what's going to happen is you don't know. Oh. Anyway. You don't know which sun the, the side the sun rises in. But wait, the land of the rising sun. That's the west. No, it rises. East. Oh, my. God this is it. what I'm talking about. If you about. go far enough west, sweetheart, you hit the right spot. Sweetheart, I'm just telling you. Sweetheart, <laughs> please don't go in the woods. You don't know how to hunt. You don't know how to fish. I'm really. You don't know what direction the sun rises Apparently in. not. Apparently <laughs> so not. Just go to the car and I'll come get you. All right. You'll come find me. All right, guys. We are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with Canada's dating coach, talking about all things dating. And, uh, yeah, reach out. Reach out to that boyfriend. Reach out to that boyfriend and just ask him. Say, hey, talk His to His name cops. is Brian Laundrie. Or Laundrie. One of the two. Reach out to him. Ask him to talk to the cops. And hopefully, uh, good or bad, no matter what happened, the family has the right to bury that girl. Absolutely. Hopefully, some weird hopefully thing not. we don't expect has happened and she'll come back alive. But Please... As, as, as awful as it would be, please be a publicity scam. Yeah, please be a publicity scam. Be, what is it, that terrible family with the hot air balloon. Be the terrible family with the hot air balloon in this particular case. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to go to to break. Please remember the sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Uh, listen to Bear on Fighting, just nothing else. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the fuzziest bear in the cage. It's about to get his back waxed for his next fight, Bear Fiora. Talking about all things Hollywood, and in this case, a very, very depressing one. We'll be back with Canada's Dating Coach after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. 
Racers and rental cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the fuzziest bear in the cage. I know we talked last week about having my mum on to co-host with me this week, but she got the flu and decided she was going to be down sick. In a world of COVID, my mother catches the flu. She yeah. just had to be different. It's a healthy reminder that COVID's not the only disease out there. It is. I actually, people would, it's funny, and I don't mean this in a mean way to your mother, but when you told me she got the flu, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't COVID. <laughs> like, obviously, the flu still kills plenty of people every year, but thank God yeah. she got the flu instead. I was like, oh, thank God, you're just vomiting. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It's not, not a big deal. You've only got mm-hmm. intestinal parasites? Not COVID, you're good. Yeah, you're fine. So we, had, me. <laughs> we were looking at, uh, we were talking about uh, Gabby. That was really, really depressing. Yeah, they Gabby, did invent know. a um, a new shade of white. They invented a new shade of white? Yep. What's it it's called? The, it's the whitest shade of white. Okay. And it will actually cut down on air conditioning costs and repel heat. So it's a really big deal for the environmental movement. Whitest, I'm looking this up. Whitest shade of white. It's in the Guinness World Book of Records. It was discovered and put on the market on October 13, 2020, and it's called Ultra Pure White. You know what it looks like, everybody at, at home? It looks like white. No, it's really bright white. I, I, get, I guarantee it, but I'm looking at it online, and it looks like white. It, okay, you know, you're being really melodramatic. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just trying to be trying to be a little uh, cheeky with it. Is that what you say? Is that the a word? Little, a little cheeky, a little, che- yeah. a little cheeky, A little yeah. cheeky with it. But it will actually cut down on heating costs, air condi- uh, not heating costs, on uh, cooling, uh, cooling costs, costs. Um, around the world. And That'd since I'm getting my house painted, I'm thinking of getting it the I, I want the white white. Ultra pure white. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I'm going to get it done ultra, ultra pure white. I think the best part of this coming out, though, is they said it really can combat global warming. They hmm. can paint areas and grounds in the rainforest where things are superheating. It's not just got applications for houses, yeah. but they can paint uh, swaths of areas and trees huh. that are suffering from the heat. Because right now, one of the bigger problems we have with the Amazon rainforest being cut cut down, yeah. it is a mini climate it's a it's it's a miniature climate, and so what will happen is it usually rains in the afternoons mm-hmm. because it itself puts off so much evaporation mm-hmm. and it's got its own little mini mini climate zone going on. Um, it's 
not doing it as much as it used to and there are dry days which in itself it's not just deforestation it's the result from the deforestation it's killing itself now after we started so we started a pretty bad (laughs) cycle with it doesn't painting the forest sound like a band-aid over a knife wound when it comes to you know global warming though you'd you'd think so (laughs) (laughs) so it comes across to me it's a band-aid with a knife wound yeah that's my first thought it's the uh, hey guys, we know that you know carbon emissions, all these other things, the ozone layer cracking or whatever is going on. I don't know quite know what it is, other, only that it exists. Um, but with all these major environmental problems ruining our planet, let's paint things white. You know what? It's something. It is helping, but again, it's it's. Band- I'll say actually, I'll put it not a band aid. It's pressure over a knife wound. You're kind of keeping the blood in. You're kind of stabilizing the person. But you're going to bleed out if you don't get some real treatment here well, soon. Well, thank you, Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. it's, I, I get it. You're not wrong. It's Sheila Sadpuss. Sheila Sadpuss? Yeah. What's that? It's like a, you know, like a cat, puss, sad puss, sad cat, Sheila sad cat. <laughs> Fair enough. You ever heard of the, that phrase? No. Not Sheila, but um, there's another one where it's like a... Well, Debbie Downer's an SNL reference. Sourpuss or something. I'll think of the actual Sourpuss. Name. Sourpuss. Yeah. You're being a sourpuss. Being a sourpuss. Um, I will say, well, that has to do with your face. That In that terminology, they mean face, sad face. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Debbie Downer is a reference to an SNL character. Excuse- I'm sorry, if it's that's not... excellent. If it's not uh, Sean... If it's not mock Sean, Collar, Sean, Sean Connery uh, on, on- just railing into uh, uh, the Jeopardy host, I don't know what it is about. <laughs> Yeah. I know it's sadder since he did, since like, since he passed. Like we lost Sean Connery and we lost uh, Alex Trebek. But those two, Alex Trebek, but the, their characters will live on in those oh, two. But the worst part is it's going to live on in SNL, not yes, even in real life. I, that's what it should. It's great. It's true. I don't know why he decided to be mean as Sean Connery. And then he's not mean to Sean Connery. No, no, he does Sean Connery, Sean Connery great. He's mean to Alex Trebek. Uh, now, I think the most interesting part of it is we mm-hmm. have um, – we, we just lost uh, another SNL alum. We lost – Do we lose another SNL character? We did. He's the one that played – I'm spacing on – he played uh, – oh, my God. I'm spacing. Did, actually, I think he I played, saw a post not, about he it. Played, he played Tom Selleck. Let me see. It was Norm Macdonald, but he played Tom Selleck, and he was another SNL character. Wait, Norm died? He played Burt Reynolds. Thank you, not Tom Selleck. Oh, he Selleck. played Burt Reynolds. Thank you. Norm Macdonald Aaron is dead. Aaron saved my Are you serious? Yeah, what he died did he a die few days from? Ago. Cancer. Norm Macdonald died a couple of days ago. He died from cancer. No. And, yeah, I keep saying Tom Selleck, but uh, Aaron's right. It's Burt Reynolds. Thank you. Norm Macdonald's an icon. He's, guy, been in anything he, yeah. for, he's been in everything from SNL to Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Norm Macdonald's incredible. He's a huge He's comedian. in the Orville, which we're watching right now, which everyone else hates. I don't he know why everyone hates. Yeah, he played the blob. Oh, my God. I love Orville. Too bad it only has two seasons. But it, if it was still going, it would have been I don't know why nobody liked the Orville. Say it again. People didn't like the Orville. They just thought it was a bad rendition of Star Trek. If it came out during COVID, it would have been a massive hit, but it came out two years early. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought it was excellent. I enjoyed Orville. Yeah, but it's great. Norm MacDonald, he's, he's iconic. He played uh, Burt Reynolds. It's 61. That's too young. I managed to have gone on another 20, 30, 40 years. It's I'm, really, I'm genuinely sad about that. It, me too. It's really unfortunate when you come across these incredible actors mm-hmm. 
and have that happen with all of this. But we still have Betty White. We still have Betty White. Knock on wood. Betty White's not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood here. Betty White will live forever. Yeah, I'll say this. I did not feel as much for um, the Who's the Genie, um, Robin Williams. I really did. I Robin Williams broke my heart. Yeah, I didn't feel as much for him because I didn't have as much, much experience with him. Yes, I watched Aladdin. I knew he was a comedian, but I didn't really see a lot of his 90s performances, his early 2000s performances. So I, didn't, I missed out on quite a bit. But Norm, for me, was more prominent, especially as a child watching The Fairly Odd Parents and some of his comedy specials, which I probably should not have as a child. No, you should um, not have him watching But he was more prominent for me. That, that'd be like saying if Gabriel Iglesias kicked the bucket or if uh, George Collin already did. But George Collin made me sad, too, when I found out he was dead. Though he died before I learned uh, learned about who he was as a person. I think George Carlin influenced everyone. He's so one of the greatest Richard comedians Pryor. of all the time. Richard Pryor was like, you know, the first Incredible. the first bad mouth comedian. Then you got guys like uh, uh, he, Eddie, he wasn't. No, no, no. There were guys Eddie, in the thirties and forties that were dirty mouth. Well, they just I, didn't take it as far. Okay, yeah. And, I the, think and the term was they were blue. They did they blue they, collar. They, or? No, no, no. They uh they went blue. Which okay, meant they, they, went blue. they went dirty. And then we had Richard Pryor, and then we had the likes of George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, about the same time. Then we move into the next gen, being Chris Rock, and uh, um, he, who's the? He's the one who did the uh, Dave Chappelle. So I, I love com- comedy. I love comedians. So I, I keep up on a lot of it, even obscure ones. I kind of know a little bit about. I like a lot of comedians, but I have a few that I have pretty serious problems with. A lot of the comedians I know drink drug and beat their wives it's funny comedians can be some of the hardest most depressed people mm-hmm. and i don't know why robin williams um had a form of dementia mm-hmm. when he passed and he wanted he, he donated his brain to science trying mm-hmm. to figure out what what happened but everyone that knew him i didn't know him personally but he you know he was a friend of my friends they said that he slowed down so if anyone huh. gets the chance, there's a great uh, great show called Inside the Actor's Studio. Yeah. And inside the Actor's Studio, they talk about how he thinks and what he does and his performance. Yes. And he's so quick and he's all over the place. It's incredible to watch. And as time went on, people that knew him said he just got more and more normal. He slowed down to a normal pace. Mm. And that was what was heartbreaking for them. Kind of watch To see him dial back. And yeah. he, he dialed back to a normal speed, but for him, that was moving in slow motion. Oh, it had to have been. But no, definitely. Um, Norm MacDonald is a heartbreaker. He was an excellent does. comedian. Yeah, I would not have been. I, I, I swear, when you first mentioned this early in the ready show, I thought it was going to be some obscure person. Not Norm MacDonald. Really? You, of course not. I would never have thought that. Because, again, I, I knew he was young. He was young. Yeah. Oh, but to add on to what you're saying earlier, um, I felt the same way when we lost Black Panther. That's true. oh, he was really young though. He was 40s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, going, the worst going back part with- was one of his uh, performances. Uh, he was on social media, and everyone started picking on him, saying he looked like a crackhead because he was so thin. Then they found out he had cancer. Yeah. Well, he never wanted to put it out there. So I, I don't think anyone's at fault, but of course, you shouldn't be making fun of anyone, anyways, for that. Um, but once it came out, I'm sure it turned quite a few heads. What you said about comedians, I've been trying to say this for a few minutes. It's super, super common, especially heavy drugs. I mean, uh, oxycodone, Vicodin, uh, assortment of painkillers, heroin, cocaine. Uh, as much as it is Hollywood entertainment, it's super prominent. I wouldn't say it's any excessive, but if you were to look at it, like you as a producer and you as like what I would consider to be movie in entertainment business, mm-hmm. I could look at you and think, okay, she's probably not doing hard drugs. 
even if you were, it just wouldn't occur to me in that nature. But for me, knowing about comedians, I would immediately think you're on hard drugs. You're yeah, either hard drugs kind of, or on some, some kind of alcoholic. That's that's kind of where I am. I assume I, I talk to most of the comedians I hire and I'm like, okay, are you sober? <laughs> that's, that's it's got to be a legit one. question. It is. And a lot of times you'll probably hear no. I do. <laughs> I do. It's real big. Especially in those uh, like dive bars, early early comedy life. It's got to be huge. It's it's big, but it actually gets more prevalent as they get more money. When they're scrimping and saving and trying to pay the rent, a it's not as harder. much. A little bit They got to rely on other people to give them free drugs. Pretty much. Yeah. It's easier for the women. Easier for All the right. women. Guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be chatting a little more. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the hairiest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com now let's go back behind the scenes G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, and our very special guest, Alexis Romero. We are going to be talking about relationships, Hollywood, and BDSM. Welcome back. Alexis, thank you very very much for joining us. You've worked in entertainment a long time. Relationships never work in Hollywood. I guess unless you're Angelina Jolie, then you just steal other people's partners and get dumped by all of them because you're a total asshole. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. So, for you guys, 
you have relationships in entertainment. Alexis, you work behind the scenes. Jared, you work in front of the camera. You fight. Yeah. What's it like trying to have a normal relationship in Hollywood? Uh, Lex, go ahead and answer that one first. What relationship? Okay, that's that's one way of handling. solid. She doesn't. That's the that's the answer. Um, it helps me because obviously you you being in the entertainment world, uh, basically, I understand having someone do. who has who's also in the same world as you makes it a world of difference because then there's an understanding there. Okay, I gotta go off and do this event. I understand. Hey, I gotta do this promotion. I understand. Hey, I gotta make content. I understand. Versus someone who maybe works at a, I don't know, an office, uh, a dealership, a uh, computer desk job. Someone who doesn't quite get why you can't spend the time that they think you should spend with them. Or why you have to go off to these weird parties with a bunch of attractive other people and they can't join you because they don't fit in the right niche and don't look the part. I actually kind of get that. There was an issue with uh, Sandra Bullock. They were talking about her, how does her husband, when she was married to Jesse James, feel about her kissing other men and she said well he knows it's part of my job mm. and they said well how would you feel if he did it and she said well i'd be furious he's a metal fabricator why would he why be kissing would he be doing yeah. it of course then you know 19 affairs came out but he, his part or her part his part oh wow he cheated on her consistently with really terrible people that's awful mm-hmm. but well, i think another thing so, that people don't take into account is the amount of time that you spend with these people that you're around like having a relationship with somebody that's not in the entertainment industry, it's almost unfeasible because normally you date people that you are in close contact with on a regular basis. Anything out of that, you'll never see them. You dated outside the industry. Was there an understanding? That was a disaster. It was a disaster. That's fair. Uh, was So there was a lack of understanding as to the time that needs to be put in or what you're doing. Like, where was the problem? Uh, There was a lack of understanding and there was a lot of trying to allocate time to different directions and it's not really feasible. If you want to make a career in the entertainment industry, that needs to take priority and anybody outside of the entertainment industry, at least what I've found, I haven't found anybody that understands the amount of hours or the focus that we need to have to be in it. Well, how do you navigate sex without relationships? BDSM. BDSM. Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Okay, so BDSM and Tinder. That's that's the way. Often go. going hand, hand in hand. How do you do BDSM on Tinder? I'm sure they, well, first of all, they have websites like Kinked where you'd have automatically people already into it. But, you know, I imagine you just send them a message. You swipe left to right or whatever the system is. You send a message, hey, I'd like to tie you up, choke you, and put my penis in you for a few minutes. You down? And they obviously respond yes or no, and you move on based on that. Have you ever had anyone respond positively to that? No. But I also have not <laughs> tried that in anyone. It, it would be, that, that's an untested You've never tried method. to tie someone up and put your penis in them? I just never asked them if they wanted to do it first. I'm concerned. I thought it was supposed to be... Uh... That doesn't sound consensual. <laughs> it doesn't sound consensual, does it? Anyone out there listening, I promise it was always consensual. Isn't that the whole point of BDSM? Yeah, the, the three S's. Yeah, safe, safe sane, uh, and consensual. Sorry, not... not. Uh, it's SSC, safe, sane, consensual. Why is that so important? 
Why is it important no, to get consensual, consent? Consensual, I get, but you're saying because safe, you get charged otherwise. No, it's I, a crime. I get that. But good God, man! I mean, the safe, sane, and consensual. What do you mean, safe and sane? I get what consensual means. Uh, Alexis, safe, sane, and consensual. Mm-hmm. Safe and sane, making sure that they're sober because there's things that can go wrong in a scene that you're having with a partner if you're not sober. And safe, obviously, take precautions because if you have somebody tied up, have a pair of scissors on hand just in case you tie something too tight or they fall off the bed and it cuts off circulation. There's a ton of stuff that goes into it. Like, what do you guys think of the influence of Fifty Shades of Grey? When they say scene, they're talking about sex. They're not talking about film in this case, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all pornography. It's all pornography? No. Is that what it's from? No, I think it's, it's shit. So... I, I think a large portion of people who get into BDSM now are really influenced heavily. I, at the time, probably by the Fifty Shades movies, but now that we've had some time past that, I'd say more so pornography is a bigger influence in people's sex life. Okay. Absolutely. I think people get a lot of ideas from pornography. I know me never watching those movies until I met with like Alexis and you and I only saw one of them. I definitely got a lot of my sexual preferences as a young child being in pornography and then, of course, becoming an adult and testing out these ideas and theories. Which, by the way, kids at home, it doesn't. It's not exactly like in the porn videos at all. Sex isn't like the porn videos. No, because you can't smell porn videos. Oh, you need to <laughs> fix what you're doing. If smell is that big a part, I'm just. I'm making a crack there, but definitely, it's not what you think. It doesn't go as flawless. You don't get those awesome shots. A lot of the, a lot of the screen time when you're looking at it, you see those that awesome shot of her in some weird position. You're like, yeah, that's hot. And you go and try and do it, and it's the most uncomfortable shit in the world. Like, that's not a position <laughs> anyone would reasonably there, fuck from. It's just because it looks star, good on camera. There, there's a reason porn is a job. There's a reason that, what is it? It's a, there, There's a reason that porn stars get paid. It's yeah. not a, like, it's a hard job. It's work. Yeah, absolutely. What is it? I think it was best put, my grandmother used to say years ago, there's mm. a reason they call it a job. When you're, uh, they call it a job. Yeah. yeah. When you're when you're performing fellatio on a guy, and if you're doing it on camera, you're doing it for a lot longer. Yeah, I think I think so. I think it's fair. Because because out of the five minutes you watch from that one scene, how many cuts, how many retakes, how many whatever was done mm-hmm. to make it look perfect. That's true. And now there's this whole movement where uh, guys are hiring porn actresses mm-hmm. and making home porno. Yeah. And putting it up online uh, because they don't want to get in trouble for hiring hookers. Oh, right. Just have a film. Just have a camera up in the room. Yeah. And it, it's porn. Yeah, I kind of think that's legal. brilliant. I think it's genius. Um, now, for you guys, does your, your kink affect your public life? I mean, you're very, very well known, Jared. Thank um, you. Alexis, you're very well known in the entertainment industry, and but so is your kink. Like everyone knows your dominatrix. Does that affect your business for either of you? Hardly anyone ever talks about it for me. I don't think it affects mine. If anything, I think it would be of an advantage because it's not so BDSM is talked about, but it's still one of those taboo subjects. So it's still something that's kind of foreign Um, and it's being brought to light because of, you know, stupid shit like Fifty Shades of Grey and not in like a good light, just as in now you have a whole bunch of 18 and less girls running around saying, tie me up, daddy. Uh, It's just, I think that 
it doesn't really, I think it is a benefit. I think it helps my public persona, but I think it also has still as a dame, there's the no take, taking no shit from anybody standpoint. I can see that. What has been the most difficult thing about your sexual preferences? Dating. Dating? Why has dating been so difficult for you? I think unless you find somebody that's already into your preferences, sometimes when you you know, start to get into talking with somebody and you're getting on really well mentioning your sexual preferences. Sometimes it's something that they're not into. Um, and so I think that's the biggest hindrance. Lex, that's I, why I, you have to tie them up then ask what their preferences are. <laughs> so I don't think it works that way. When How I'm do you not that? have restraining orders? <laughs> I get the yes, and then I tie them up, and I I'd say it's, you know, but it's just it's how I have to do to get up. And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. And then we get into the topic, okay, so what are you into not into? And then yeah, they're like, oh, are you not? That. I get it. You get a contract. Are you she, she has a full contract sign. I got to say, my mom just wrote in on uh, Bez live stream. Lex, did you sign my mother up for Tinder? No, but should I? Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, she says you signed her for Tinder and didn't tell her what it was. <laughs> that sounds about right. Wait a second. Yes, I did. That was years ago. <laughs> but you didn't. You signed my mother up for Tinder. She has a boyfriend. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's awesome. She did it at now, the time. She didn't at the time. She didn't at the time. Okay. You were helping her cheat. Um, no, she, she didn't have a boyfriend it. at the time. So for you guys, <laughs> what do you think the appeal in media is to the more violent, dominating sex? Porn. You think porn is the reason people like it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, I, I, when you grow up as a child and you get the birds and bees talk, Mommy and daddy do not tell you what it's like to wrap a choker around the other person's neck, pull it while you're putting it in their butt. Um, they my, don't. My mother would have. They don't discuss that with each my other. My mother most does likely, discuss Most likely. Most when likely when you're 8, then no, 10, then 16, then whatever. They don't yet. normally go over that. So where you get it, you get these ideas from porn, pornography. You get these ideas. And some of it's personal preference. I absolutely can see why someone would grow up and think, okay, I'd like a little spank. I'd like a little choke. I'd like a little pull of the nips. So you but, want someone to spank you, choke you, and pull your nipples? No, but I'm just saying in general. <laughs> but to think like, okay, I want you to take this you know, 12-inch dragon prosthetic penis and put it through my butt, impale me with this thing. That idea comes from pornography, the excessive, aggressive nature, over the top, the different weird varieties, things you can get into online, that absolutely comes to it. There's so many different genres and categories because everyone in the industry is looking for the next big thing. What's going to attract more attention? And right now it's We're the, talking about in porn? What's yeah, going to attract right more attention? Well, right now it's the more violent stuff. No, what's going to get the most attention in porn is when they put full storylines and fantasy films like Lord of the Rings kind of stuff together mm -hmm. in porn and then put full-on sex scenes in it. So there's character building and attachment and then you watch full-out sex. Uh, that's going to be the next big thing. And then after that, it'll be the same thing, but with a bit of kink. I think you'll attract a female market that. I don't think you'll get men you will with that. Get, you will get men with that for one reason. Mm. You're adding in another aspect of what they like. And when there's a VR aspect mm -hmm. where they can put on the VR, they, they can be part of what's going on, mm -hmm. that's going to cause it. And these kind of films allow for that, where they can where it can become an immersive experience. That's where the good money is. Oh, be interesting to see. 
We, we feel included. Yeah, Aaron just said we feel included when it's our fandom. Oh, okay. So, that yeah. makes sense. So not everyone just likes, like, look at the vagina. That That's, like, <laughs> your thing. So for both of you, you prefer, um, Alexis, you prefer female-dominant sex. Uh, Bear, you prefer male-dominant sex. Correct. Okay. Have either of you tried it the other way or a normal way? I think I did for, like, a split hair there. <laughs> And I haven't done it again, so I think that speaks highly about it. <laughs> okay. You, try, you tried it for a hot minute and it wasn't your thing. What about you, Alexis? I tried it. Um, not my thing. Not your um, thing? And then I started incorporating it with from the beginning almost with different uh, things that just randomly came to mind and objects that were around. I do not recommend just randomly going out of random and objects. objects but, were around. Hey, could this, could this light bulb fit in your asshole? Like, <laughs> My God. can we check that out? I'd be interested in seeing so, that. And then let's turn I it on. I do have to say, there. like, make sure, like, the products that you're using are meant for it. Um, because sure, otherwise there is damage that can be done. In other words, don't use a frozen piece of cheese as a prosthetic penis. I had a friend of mine years I, I don't ago know why you um, do that. tell me... Uh, to put frozen beads in my mouth and perform fellatio. I'd never performed fellatio before. I also did not that day because it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. I thought she said frozen peas. I was like 18. I'd never done it. I thought it would be a good idea. I put a mouthful of frozen peas in my mouth um, and I started choking because they started to defrost and one got stuck in my sinus and I got taken to the hospital. I never did get to try that on him, um, but I did get a free trip to the hospital. To get the frozen pee out of my sinus. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so what happens when things go wrong? Say somebody gets a frozen pee stuck in their sinus. You go to the hospital. You go to the hospital. Yeah, How often do accurate. things go wrong mm-hmm. in 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 sex? Like what's the what's the worst thing you've had go wrong? Uh, well, first, I'd like to think it happens fairly often. It's why people learn from their mistakes and obviously learn to accommodate by having the special tools and equipment needed to take precautions, like Lex mentioned earlier, scissors, uh, in case someone falls off or the ropes get tied too tight. So I think it happens often, but maybe more so for the beginners, um, people who are just starting out with kink or anything like that. You think that's when it goes wrong? Lex, what's the worst thing you've had go wrong? You too, Beth. I, I actually tied a guy up with, you know, that... It's like this yellow rope that's made of plastic and it had like little shards. Yeah, it uh, had shredded and started to dig into his wrist. Um, I didn't know that there was a special type of rope. (laughs) So you permanently scarred and gave rope bone to a man uh, and got plastic shards in his wrist by tying him up with the wrong rope. Oh, man, permanently. That that is... And I said, use the proper equipment. Uh, I like this. He said, wait, I use paracord. That's a good idea. What's paracord? <laughs> uh, now Is that what a type of rope now? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. well, now, what about you? What do you what's the what's worst What's my thing? worst experience? Mm-hmm. Or w- worst thing that have happened? Yep. Um, fell off the bed and cracked their head on the floor. You fell off your bed and cracked <clears> your head on the no, floor? No, the other person did. The other person fell off the bed and cracked their head on the yeah. floor? What was the upshot of that? I went to the ER. They went to the ER? <laughs> yeah, they went unconscious and they took them to the ER. That's that's probably the right way to handle that. Absolutely, I think so. Okay, so unconsciousness and rope burn. Unconsciousness and rope burn, I yeah. think I think Bear wins. Uh, I don't know. It yeah, wasn't a I permanent do too. thing. 
I don't know if it's winning. You put it's glass in someone's wrists. <laughs> you try. You were assisting suicide at that point, Alexis. <laughs> so, do you think your sexual preferences affect your persona and who you are in the public eye? Probably not. I, I would say I am who I am, and sex is more of a separate act than a single person or all one. I don't. What is it? It's not. You live by the. Uh, live by the chain, die by the chain. That's not how it really works. I don't for me. understand the expression. Chains and whips. Oh, okay. What is it? It's not live by the lube and die by the lube. It's it's a separate thing for me as a person. Well, at least you use lube. When I feel like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alexis, <laughs> uh, what about what about you? Do you think it affects your person? Um, yeah, I do, but I don't think it's in a negative way. I think it is something that positively has been beneficial to my career. Why is that? Wouldn't having your sexuality known be a negative to your career, especially as a woman in entertainment? You would think that, but I, don't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen far. it in your career either. I've seen, I've seen people because of that persona, they see you as very, very powerful. Yeah. Do you guys ever have times where you want to... Pardon? I haven't seen that negatively affect. Nor have I. Um, Do you guys ever have times where you're just like, hey, I want my partner to to be the one in charge, Alexis? No, not that I've ever experienced. What about you, Beth? I've had it once where I felt the need uh, for someone to try and take care of me. But uh, definitely, definitely not. Uh, I'm more content and happy when I'm in control. That makes sense. What's the strangest thing you guys have incorporated into sex? So the strange thing I probably incorporated sex was like enema play. Okay. You know, take, taking uh, obviously a proper solution in liquid and uh, pushing it up the other person's rectum. And the point of that would be? Fun. Causes them discomfort. And uh, you can do a lot of play around that, like holding it for this amount of time where there's going to be a punishment for it. And it's a good way to clean. Did anyone ever accidentally, like, poop on the floor because you left it in too long? No, but we definitely did prepare for that cause. (laughs) We had, like, a towel and wrap on the floor and whatnot. Okay. Alexis, what about you? I don't know if it would necessarily be weird, but fisting. Put your whole fist in someone's uh, someone's hole. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that had, that I, I'd imagine that one would have hurt. Yeah, that sounds unpleasant. Why do you use lube? It's not all like Wait. dry force. Here, here's my. Wait, fist. are you talking about with <laughs> Alexis? Are you talking about putting your entire hand in a man or woman? Man. You shoved your hand up a guy's butt. Yes. You made him your puppet. (laughs) (laughs) He was a puppet. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the pair of you. We're moving on from puppets. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna ask the pair of you. We have about four minutes till the end of the show. Alexis, you work on behind the scenes. You work a lot of places. Where can everyone find you on social media if they have any questions about BDSM or you know film? Well, you can write into at TuneInBTS, or you can always 
yeah, right into at TuneIn BTS, or you can find me on Alexis's Guide to Assistance. Fantastic. Snuggy Bear. Everywhere is at, at Bear Fiorda. It doesn't matter where you go. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, let's see. Dub Smash, Triller, Lit, it's Bite. All right. don't, don't have to. At Bear Fiorda. You're at everywhere. Bear Fiorda, you just can't go wrong. Now, I'm going to ask you both. You have, We have about uh, four minutes till the end of the show. Alexis, is there anything, any advice? We have about three minutes left. You want to give to anyone out there that's looking at getting into BDSM or film? Um. If you're looking at getting into film, uh, get your social media together. And if you're looking at getting into BDSM, find out what you're into and maybe check out Kinked. It's a great place to meet people. What advice would you have for anyone that's trying to get into fighting or getting into BDSM? Um, If you want to get into fighting, start taking martial arts classes. A lot of people talk about how they want to wait till they're fit or they're not sure where to start or they want to be professional mixed martial artists. They don't know where to begin. A gym, a coach, someone who can actually teach you and benefit you. If you I, can't get to a gym, go online and look at reputable videos and practice the basics from there, then get to a gym. I but, think that answers both questions. If you want to get into fighting, get punched. If you want to get into BDSM, get punched. That's, that's, the <laughs> that's a good joke, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And then, of course, if you want to get into BDSM, look into what different styles there are. Look into the different genres. Look into the acts available that you can do safely. Look at acts that are meant for beginners. Dozens of people have different guides for it out there on the interwebs that you can check out. So if you're interested in doing something a little more fun or spicy in the bedroom, please do some research. Now, guys, we are at the end of the show. Thank you both very, very much for joining us. And thank you to everyone out there. Please do me a favor. If you want to be famous, if you want to be in media, she's right. Work on your social media. Make sure that your tags are all the same on all social media. Make sure you post at the same time every single day without fail. That will get your numbers up. Make sure you hit a niche. Make sure to use the right hashtags. Never use more than five when you're on TikTok. Never use more than five when you're on any platform, actually make sure that you have something interesting and share yourself we are in a world where there are no spectators left everybody is in on the action get famous or die forgotten those are your choices spend your time when you're on social media make it work for you don't put out anything objectionable so that it messes with your future jobs we don't want that and neither do you Make sure you have all your ducks in a row. Be who you want to be. Somebody is going to be the next big star. Somebody is going to be famous. Somebody is going to live the life you want to lead. Why not you? And someone's going to tie up that girl that you were dreaming about in bed. So you might as well shoot your shot now. Yeah, I I agree. For fame and for booty, it's the same thing. Shoot your shot. take 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 that shot and do everything in your power to get it. I'm Summer Helene. Special thanks to Alexis Romero and my co-host, Bear Fiorda. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.